Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Hi, I'm Joel Berizaki, and I got Mike Kapler with me uh, for our uh, weekly edition of Growing in Grace, growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ as Peter exhorted us to do. So, Mike, I'm so glad to to have you with me, and uh, it's just it's always a pleasure when we uh, when we talk about this stuff because I think we're both passionate about this message about you know trying to help other people to understand this, and uh, we help each other to understand the message of grace, and hopefully, you, the listener. Maybe something that's said will get your you know wheels turning in your head. Maybe get you thinking about something you haven't thought about before, or maybe just encourage you in something you've already been thinking about. Well, I think even like you said, Joel, just, just even getting together and talking about things can can be such an enlightenment. And uh, you know, sometimes you can look at verses in the Bible, chapters, books, and it just goes over your head sometimes. And then all of a sudden, later on. It just some things just start to sink in, or your eyes become opened somehow, uh, thanks to the, the Spirit of God, I'm sure. But um, it, getting together and talking like this, I love it. I mean, this is fantastic. And then to be able to do it to where people can hear it around the world, um, technology can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, and this isn't, you know, we're not like a, it's not like we're a, a teaching show, so to speak. You know, it's not like we're we're two biblical scholars who are getting together to expound on the word and and just explain every little last detail of it but <laughs> i just think that we kind of you know feed off of each other and and uh, talk this thing out looking at verses in the bible looking at our life experiences and and uh maybe something uh that said will just kind of resonate with you so uh we were talking about uh the the two covenants uh the old covenant its purpose uh, really, you know, the purpose of the law was to to, to tell people, hey, you're a sinner, <laughs> basically, to say, hey, uh, ever since the time of Adam, there's no one that's ever been righteous in and of themselves, and, and the law was sit there was was there to, to to be a standard to show us that there's no way that we could ever reach uh, the glory of God, His holiness or His righteousness or anything like that. Once we realize that, we uh, we turn to the Savior, to Jesus Christ, and so that's what the new covenant is about. That's what we're living in this this new covenant where we're not relying upon our own righteousness, but rather this gift of righteousness that has been given to us uh, because of what Jesus has done. And so and so we enter into the holiest, the holy place by the blood of Jesus. A new and living way is what Hebrews 10 tells us. A new and living way. Not relying upon ourselves. There's there's a lot of that in the church today. People, you know, doing things and thinking, okay, God will finally bless me for this. Or, or, or relying upon the things that they do to receive uh, blessings or to maintain blessings from God. But really, that's not what it's about, is it really, Mike? Well, no. And, and Joel, you know, if, if if their eyes could have been opened back in the Old Covenant when the law were, was being given and the commandments were being handed out, it's almost like God was saying, man, here's a bunch of rules, oh, about 600 of them, that you're going to have to keep every day of your life. And, and they're going to be burdensome. And, uh, by the way, uh, you won't be able to keep them. <laughs> but I'm going to make you do it anyway. I mean, you know, they if they could have just been able to look ahead and see the cross, which is what Paul does in the New Covenant. He kind of looks back, 
at the cross, whereas in the Old, in the Old Testament we're kind of looking forward to it. But in, in Hebrews, Joel, the, the writer here spends a lot of time talking about the Old versus the New Covenant and, and the, the, the old way of um, trying to deal with, with, with sin under the uh, sacrifice of, of the blood of animals. That was a pretty big thing. I mean, this this was so huge. This was such a big part of the life of, of the Jewish people. You know, I, I I don't think we, most of us anyway, living in this day and age, probably can't really appreciate just exactly all the trouble that those people went to to try to cover up their sins with the sacrifice of animals. Yeah, I think it's true. It's something that we can't relate to because we've never really been under the law like these people were. We, we didn't live day by day like you were talking about, trying to look at this list of commandments, making sure that we were living up to everyone. And if we weren't, then, then we weren't following through with, with the, the, the remedy at the time. Uh, whatever, you know, if, if you break this, well, then you need to go outside the camp for seven days. Or, you know, you need to go, go through this cleansing period. Uh, we, we haven't lived that, so we don't really relate to it. But put yourself in the shoes of somebody who day after day had to do that as as best as you can try to put yourself in these shoes and understand that man they had it tough they really had it rough because they had to they had to live day by day under this and then think about Jesus coming and man what a radical change i mean how radical this this was when Jesus came and and like you know Paul looking back at the cross and looking back at the law, he says, you know, what this thing, what this, what Christ has done, this, the law of the spirit of life, as opposed to the law of commandments, what the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know, Paul referred to those that old covenant as the law of sin and death, really, because its its purpose was to show us that we're sinners and to pronounce death. Uh, for not living up to it. But, Paul says, what the law couldn't do in that it was weak through the flesh, in other words, it was weak because we couldn't do it, God did on our behalf. God did by sending his son Jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh. It's really radical. It's something I think we take for granted. In, in fact, in today's church, I think we take it for granted so much that we we to, we forget about it. we skim by it we don't even pay attention to it and we get ourselves back into following the law of commandments. Well, and I've heard people get up in front of church, uh, different churches that I've I've been to or or visited. You know, the, the motives are right, Joel, and, and most people don't even realize they're doing it. I've been guilty of it. We get up front to testify, and if you listen carefully, sometimes when we give our testimony. Whatever that may be, it, it may be how we came to Christ, or it may be how God is blessing us, or, it, you know, just some sort of testimony <laughs> of something that God is doing in our lives. But if you listen carefully, sometimes it gets turned inside out, and it all becomes based on what we did to get God to bless us mm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too specific, but let's just give one example. And this is just an example because it could be combined with a lot of other things in, in one's life, but if you're somebody who believes in tithing, for example, 
uh, giving to the work of, of, of God or, or to charities or whatever. If, 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 you, if you believe in that but you're not doing it, you can begin to feel guilty about it. <laughs> I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that it happens uh, with a lot of people, especially if, if they don't have a good foundation in the grace of the gospel. And so when you start tithing, all of a sudden you have this renewed confidence, like what we had talked about in another program, Joel. You, you feel more confident because you feel like you're kind of locked in and that maybe God's not so mad at you anymore because you're giving what you think you're supposed to. And then so we get up and testify and say, well, I started tithing 18 months ago, and, and since then uh, this and this and this has happened in my life because I was doing this. And pretty soon we almost get the spotlight off of God just a little bit and start putting it on us and uh, sort of uh, boosting up our obedience and, and, and you know, uh, pride almost begins to set in in, a, in sort of a uh, spiritual sort of way, you know. There's, and so all of that to say that sometimes you can you can get to a place where God isn't really getting the, the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, when we talk about faith, Joel, I, I, I just talk about the, the sacrifice of Christ. Everything that we have is because of what God has done through his son, not not through anything that I do right or wrong. I mean, I, I, there are some things I, I do right and there are some things I don't, but I'm real careful about making sure that whatever takes place that's good in my life is totally based on what he has freely given to me. Right, and and like what you're saying, you know, you're just giving one example of many, but, you know, if if you want to give 10% of your income to your church, go for it. I mean, if if you really want to do that, but just don't think that because you give 10% of your income to your church that that's why any blessing exists in your life because, you know, the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. I mean, the promises of God are fulfilled in your life, not because you've given 10% of your income, not because you've gone to church faithfully, not because you've uh, done X, Y, or Z, not because of anything you've done, but because Christ is in you and you are in Christ by faith. All the blessings of God are in Christ Jesus, and, and, and Christ is in you. You are in Christ, and so you are blessed. But like you're saying, Mike, you know, we, we get into this mentality, and as you say, we're all guilty of it. I've done it, uh, and, and, and a lot of us uh, have done it where we think that we get this mindset that we're, we're doing this, this, and this. We're doing certain things right, and so we kind of think that that's what's uh, maintaining these blessings or maintaining our righteousness in Christ. And it could be something as simple as another example, and I don't think my wife would mind me talking about this, but years ago, uh, before we, uh, I think it was before we really knew each other, uh, there was a time in her life when on Sundays she would read the Psalms and she would listen only to Christian music. And that was what my wife did. And not that she necessarily thought that she was blessed because of that, but that's that was basically she thought basically she had done at least enough of religious of a of a religious duty, you know, to make herself at least feel like she's a Christian or you know like she's doing you know good enough. And then the rest of the week, it was who cares you know how she lives. But that mindset was just that okay, it's Sunday, so I better be this good Christian person. <laughs> or somebody said to me the other day, we were joking around, 
about I don't even remember what we were joking around about, but she says, "Oh, you better not lie. Uh, it's close to Sunday. It, it was a Friday, you know." I was like, "It was funny, you know, because it was a joke." Uh, but just that mindset that, oh, it's close to Sunday, that that holy day, so you better watch what you're doing. Christianity has nothing to do with that. Life in Christ has nothing to do with trying to maintain yourself, whether it's Sunday or the middle of the week or, or whatever, or whether you're reading Psalms, whether you're listening to Christian music, whether you're getting everything right or doing everything wrong. Christianity is based upon the blood of Jesus Christ and us having faith in that finished work of Christ. It's another one of those subtle little things where we kind of mix the Old Covenant with the New, knowing that under the Old Covenant, the, the Holy uh, Sabbath that took place every week and some special Sabbaths uh, throughout the course of the year. And and sometimes we, we do the same thing with Sunday, for example, like what you were just talking about. Well, Sunday, you know, that's, that's a special day. Uh, we try to treat it almost like a Sabbath, but it's not quite, you know. And um, I, I just—it's—it's it's so interesting, Joel, how <laughs> how easy it is to take the spotlight off of the finished work of Jesus, and and it's just—it sometimes it just slips in underneath the crack of the door, where all of a sudden the attention gets taken off of that and onto us, mm. and then we somehow receive some sort of blessing for that, based on uh, some level of obedience, at least in our own minds. Well, that's what we're here to do, basically. Uh, you know, you and I, when we're talking together here, as we wrap things up, just to, to get us hopefully focused back on that finished work of Jesus Christ, His blood, and what He accomplished for us, and, and what the gospel really is. It's God's righteousness, not our own. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 